When they were first abducted, has there been a change with the new government yeah. under President yeah. Mohamedou yeah. Buhari? Yes, the criticism is that the outgoing government was telling us that the girls will be freed, but up to the time that it handed over to the new government, nothing had been done. But the present government is trying its best because of the situation of the insurgency in the area. Before, we were sleeping in the bush and hiding ourselves in caves, but the problem of Boko Haram is now almost coming to an end. We are able to sleep in our houses and go to our farms. Before, it wasn't like that. Even when the parents of the missing girls went to see the former president in his villa, security men would not allow us to see him. But we find it very easy to meet with the current president, to tell him our views. And even yesterday, we discussed it with the wife of the president in their residence in Abuja. They are very concerned for the parents of the Chibok girls. I really appreciate the effort of the present government on this issue. The words of a delighted Yakubu Nkeki, neighbour of Amina, Amina Ali Nkeki. Will Ross was the BBC's correspondent in Nigeria when the massed kidnapping took place in 2014. How was Amina rescued? We initially heard that um, it was a local vigilante group that came across this girl, Amina, apparently with a baby. We're not sure if it's her baby or not, but with a baby. And then the Nigerian military possibly keen to to make it look as though they played a role in this. They put out a statement saying, we rescued one of the Chibok schoolgirls. The good news is we're hearing she's safe. We understand she's already been reunited with her mother and elder brother. And um, I understand now is, is, is in my duggery, the main city in the northeast. There is one report that um, Amina has said that many of the girls are alive and being held still by Boko Haram in the Sambisa forest, which was one of the big strongholds of, of Boko Haram. I think we need to be pretty cautious about that because that's probably come sort of second, third or even fourth hand, that information. Um, but certainly, yes, some hope that uh, that many of them are still in Nigeria, but wherever they are, it's still going to be an incredibly delicate operation trying to rescue them. And I guess we should be cautious that it, the girls could well have been split up. I mean, this girl wasn't rescued in the sense of it was a swoop by a, a military unit. She, she was found. So uh, actually springing any of the other girls could be enormously difficult. Could be enormously difficult. I mean, one of the big surprises has been that the Sambisa Forest, which is a vast area in the northeast, the military have slowly been clearing it, and thousands and thousands of people have made it to safety thanks to Nigerian military operations. But n until now, not a single one of the Chibok schoolgirls had been found. So it is extraordinary that all these villages and towns that were overrun for some time by the jihadists then were taken back when the military finally got its act together and had some help from, from other countries. You know, all those towns and villages, they didn't manage to find a single one of these girls. So it just shows how carefully they were being guarded and, and possibly, yes, they could have well have been taken over the border. But, but the tide has turned against the jihadists, so this is a time of, of hope. And just to go back to when you were in Nigeria, when the girls were kidnapped just over two years ago it, it was initially a time of tremendous missed opportunities by the government and by the military wasn't it that's right i mean it was shocking that uh, for at least two weeks the nigerian army was denying that this had happened at all you know they were 
perhaps thinking elections many months away, but elections were looming. They were painting this as a, a an opposition plot to discredit the government. Even the former president, good luck, Jonathan, held a meeting with journalists, went on air, talked about, you know, we're working to rescue them. And as soon as the cameras are off, they start putting out this language as we don't believe it's true. We don't believe that they've all been taken. So definitely missed opportunities because those first few days would have been the, the, the key time to try and catch up with the jihadists where they were being taken to and try and rescue them. But what people also forget is at that time, Ni the Nigerian military was losing the war. The jihadists were in control of vast areas that the military simply couldn't go to. It was too dangerous for them. That was the BBC's Will Ross. I mentioned yesterday how difficult it was to report from swathes of Syria, simply too dangerous even for seasoned war correspondents. We're going to go to another part of the Middle East where it's becoming more and more difficult to tell people what's going on. And that's because of the...